I don't know how I turn off these emails. The real earthbox at protonmail.com is my email address if you'd like to weigh in. I don't mean your emails. I mean the damn rumble emails. And I've been in the settings, all right? I've checked the notifications. I've turned notifications off for everything. And it's weird because I say, I mean, the struggle's been going on for months, and I love Rumble. I'll probably be streaming on Rumble at some point. So I've gone from like 50 Rumble emails a day down to three. But that's with all notifications turned completely off. It's not that I don't want to know about it. It's that I don't want my email inbox to be inundated with Rumble notification emails. But I got to do some rearranging. I need to set myself up a good backdrop. I've lost like 35 pounds since I've been back on my feet. I'm feeling attractive. I think I'm ready to turn the camera on. <laughs> and also I'm I'm ready for the challenge, I think, of streaming. I need to get a cough button though. I'm not sure if you noticed I've been really cracking down on my coughing and throat clearing, but I I pause, I pause, I cough, <laughs> and then I start rolling again. You really can't do that when you're, well, you can't do it when you're streaming, but you also can't really do it when you're doing video. There's much too, it's, it's much too labor intensive because you can't, I'm I'm sure there's ways to do it, but you can't really with with the way I have. See, I have things set up for the highest quality possible from an audio standpoint, and adding video to that, they kind of have to operate independently, and. When you stop recording your video, you can tell immediately. The you know the viewer can tell. I'm I'm not I'm not filling you in on any big trade secrets here. But the day will come. The day is approaching. And there's a couple I I do have oh a handful seven or eight videos over on uh, Rumble.com that I'm not particularly proud of um again it was a it was a self challenge to see uh if i could pull it off and that that was a struggle in itself but it's just an exercise in capability i think for me what am I capable of? Can I do it? Can I figure it out? You, you know, you can teach yourself how to do almost anything on YouTube. And it almost, it, can, it almost concerns me a little bit because it makes me wonder uh, 
like, let's just assume, I mean, with everything that's going on in the world, especially as it pertains to nuclear war, like what, what are we going to be, what are we going to be capable of? Like how, how crippled will we be if we just lose something as simple as the internet? Suddenly all of that education that you paid for with your, you know, student loans is is irrelevant because you can you can figure you can figure anything out on on YouTube and you know if you don't if you don't use it you lose it right I struggled through so many math classes just figuring out the basics figuring out how to pass a test to jump into the real world and realize that it was eh, it was all kind of just a big waste of time and that was why I dropped out of college because, I mean, I didn't take any time off between high school and college. I I uh, was accepted into the radio broadcasting program and started in September of the you know the fall term after I graduated from high school. And with the books and the tuition and all the, I mean, I didn't even, I wasn't even having to pay for my tuition or, or my books. So what did it for me was the pace of the learning. Like I went for, I didn't even go for a whole year, almost a whole year. And I was like, okay, I know how to do this. What am I still here for? And I was also, you know, emailing local broadcasters with questions. How did you get into the industry, sir? I aspire to be like you. And they, a lot of them laughed. What are you trying to get into broadcasting for? It's no way to make a living. And then others said, you don't, you don't need to go to college because college can't really teach you how to be entertaining. I suppose there's a certain theory behind it. But what's the point of paying thousands of dollars was really the conclusion that I arrived at. And I was, you know, 18, 19, impatient poor and not really interested I wanted to be a rock star and play songs on my guitar and when I go to school definitely didn't want to work for a living but I still have my hobbies I started playing music again with some old friends that I used to play music with many years ago, and we're having a good time. I don't think it's going to make me rich, but you never know. That's the concept that's kept me going for years and years with my extracurricular projects, of which this is one. I'd appreciate it if you take the time to 
Give a like, a share, subscribe, rate, and review. I'm on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, all of them. I spent a weekend going through, you know, the the top 12 or 20 or however many most popular podcast platforms around to make sure that I'm everywhere. So if you don't find Earthbox on your favorite podcast platform, please email me or hit me up on social media and let me know where I'm missing. And what I really need is just for you to spread the word. I need you to share the show with your friends, share it on, on Facebook and in social media. I'm not on Facebook because I just, I just can't, I just can't with Facebook. I've tried to, uh, I've tried a couple of times. I tried just with the interest of promoting this podcast, but why, you know, again, getting back to the end of the show yesterday, why should I, it's, it's more, more than why should I spend the energy it's it's why should i drive traffic to their platform i'm upset i i get upset when creators drive a bunch of traffic to youtube or facebook and then they get banned and censored and then they complain well what did you expect you're dealing with the new you new world order Chinese communists, etc. It's everywhere. And this, I mean, I don't know if it's all Chinese, you know, propaganda and influence. But to me, the goal is obviously the same. And that's cultural chaos, death and destruction. Which brings me to this video you know, not a lot of um, media outlets are covering this or or they covered it for half of a day. I uh, entered in my search terms and only found a video, no article. And it paints a really interesting picture that has not been addressed by the media in any real capacity. It's AOC... Conducting a Q&A session at some sort of town hall. None of this matters unless there's a nuclear war, which you voted to send arms and weapons to Ukraine. Kofi Gather is left the Democratic Party because they're a bunch of morons, okay? You originally voted, you ran as an outsider, yet you've been voting to start this war in Ukraine. You're voting to start a third nuclear war with Russia and China. Why are you playing with the lives of American citizens? You're playing with our lives. So then security comes to quiet him down and another guy steps up. You voted to mobilize and send money to Ukrainian Nazis. You're a coward. You're a progressive socialist. Where are you against the war mobilization? He's telling the right truth. You have done nothing. Tulsi Gabbard has shown guts where you've shown cowardice. I believed in you, and you became the very thing you sought to fight against. 
Yikes. Some very interesting elements to that clip. One being the hall is only about half full. So that makes me wonder how many people knew that this Q&A was actually going on. There are multiple people here shouting at AOC while she's down there answering their questions and they will have none of her answers. Because how do you answer for escalating World War III? How do you how do you answer for escalating a nuclear conflict? Another interesting thing about the video is it's it's been up for 4 days. I'm I'm guessing since it happened. And it's got six views. That tells me it's being heavily suppressed. And I would guess that's because big tech doesn't want to create the image of anti-war sentiment among the majority of the population, even though the majority of the population does not want to go to war, does not want World War III, and doesn't want nuclear devastation. The only people that want that are the ones who are going to be unbelievably wealthy as a result. And we know the global elite thinks that there's a population problem on the planet, or they're at least willing to create propaganda to make you believe that. What better way to reduce the population on the planet than to have a nuclear world war? They think they'll be safe. They think they will have plenty of resources to keep themselves and their families alive. So why not agitate nuclear powers to rain bombs down upon our city centers to justify retaliation and launching of our own nuclear bombs across their city centers. And then the population problem is resolved. It's interesting that both of those protesters brought up Tulsi Gabbard. What do you think about her? She seems like a strong candidate. She's a strong personality. She seems very moderate. She seems calculated and intelligent. She was also on the Council of Foreign Relations. That's a red flag. I think she was even endorsed by the World Economic Forum. Joe Rogan asked her, if she would run for president as an independent, she was not enthusiastic in her response. And she said, 
with the current system, she didn't believe that there would be any point in running as a third party candidate. And I thought, well, you could work for the left or the right, enter the race as a third party candidate and take votes from the primary Democrat candidate or the primary Republican candidate. Depending on what sort of manipulation the powers that be wanted to create. Imagine the 2024 presidential election and it's Donald Trump against Hillary Clinton. I don't know. There's probably a better candidate to use in this analogy. Then here comes Tulsi Gabbard. And she tells the people all of the things that they want to hear. She ends up taking votes from Clinton, but also she takes more votes from Trump. And it results in a presidential victory for the left. That with, you know, in, including any uh, election fortification that may occur. Just a thought I had spiraling around. The two-party system doesn't accommodate a third candidate unless that third candidate can be manipulated for 10% or so of the vote. And why wouldn't the Democratic left fund a libertarian candidate to take votes away from the Republican candidate? And why wouldn't the Republican establishment fund, say, a Green Party candidate to take votes from the Democrat? So I think she's right. Running as a third-party candidate would be pointless if you were trying to win. But if you were trying to influence the outcome of the election, running as a third-party candidate could be very effective if you've got the money. And that's one of the big problems facing the country. The money in politics necessitates that the politicians listen to the big money donors and not the will of their constituents. There was an article that just came out. Some big GOP donor donated $100 million to Republican campaigns. But the maximum donation that you can make to a to a campaign is only 5000 
and Dinesh D'Souza knows all about that. He he donated five thousand dollars to a, a candidate, and then he gave I think he gave five thousand dollars to a few of his friends, five thousand dollars each, so that they could also donate. He didn't know he was breaking the law, or if he did, he didn't think he would get caught. He did, and Obama put him in prison. Do you think a Democrat would go to prison for that? Would a Democrat go for go to prison for anything? If someone walked up to Donald Trump on the street and shot him dead in, in broad daylight, you think that you think that person would go to prison? I mean, he'd probably have to for a while. He'd be in a holding. And then he'd be the hero from the left. Hey, thanks a lot for listening. Please share the show again. Send me an email. Engage with me. I'd appreciate your feedback. I'll be back. Goodbye.